Alright, well, here we go. Oh. <laughs> now. Now, we're gonna start. Hot sports news, check. Hot takes, check. Hot dudes, check. This is live from the 8155. In the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really hello, don't Hello, wanna. hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Live from the 815 Podcast. Uh, what is this, episode? Let's go episode 18. That sounds right. That sounds like a good number. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, we are back after a week hiatus. I'm sure the millions of fans were lost for a week. Um, me and Jake had some birthdays over, over the last week, so happy birthday to us. We are more important than all of y'all. And, yeah, um, it was, it, it was also happened to be like the busiest week in sports, so. Yeah. There was, uh, yeah. so, so that was, that was a perfect time for it to happen, but shout out to my, <laughs> shout out to my parents for, uh, having sex and making me, so big shout out. Yeah, same, same to mine, you know, shout outs. Um. First of all, we're recording this, and uh, what we do, we're going to record this the night previous. But man, did that World Series game two go pr- go pretty late? And, gee whiz, uh, it went late. Gee whiz, that was a thriller. <laughs> it was it was it was late. It, it was late and a thriller, you could say. Some um, could, but I didn't. The Astros came out on top, uh, taking tying the series at one. Um. What a game! Verlander was my standout of the game. I was watching. I watched a lot, you know, most of that game, and he just looked like unhittable Verlander from uh, five years ago. So that's a big. That's really important for the Houston Astros, and I'm sure he's uh, gonna come back and pitch probably game four. So yeah, he's. I mean, he's basically looked like that all postseason. So he is. That that might be the biggest trade in like Houston ha- uh, Houston Astros history, to be honest. Well, they did just win their first World Series game ever, and he. So I, I'm guessing it already is the biggest trade in Astros history. Yeah. Other um, than probably the Correa, who how they got Correa, but um. Didn't, didn't they just draft him? I I believe he was, his uh, rights were traded. I don't know. Let's. I'm not going to talk about it because I'm an idiot. But yeah. um. Yeah. That game last night, Kike Hernandez tried a little bit more magic from Kike Hernandez in the tenth inning. He ties the game at five, um, and I love the Dodgers. All their uh, role players are just stepping up in the playoffs, and that's the best part of baseball playoffs is uh, the role players stepping up. They have the best postseason roster that you can like possibly assemble. They have people who can play like catcher, first base, and shortstop. All at the same time. Yeah, and uh, it's so good they cut Curtis Granderson from their World Series roster. I mean, <laughs> there's not many teams that could afford to do that. Yeah, that's that's when you know you're you're pretty damn pretty gosh damn good. God yeah, damn it. so gosh dang it, uh, that's a good team. Uh, so now it's going back to Houston, and. Um, 
Let's see who the starting pitchers are for that game. Hugh Darvish versus Lance McCullers. Interesting. Hugh Darvish. That's always a fun guy to watch. He's got he's got a ton of pitches, but maybe Houston will actually start hitting again. Well, Houston so. has been they're they're six and zero in in the playoffs at home, two and five on the road. Batting average jumps um, basically sixty points. They average two more runs a game. It, they are just significantly better at home, and I think stealing one on the road was huge. Is it is it still two three two? Um. Yes. I hate that so much, but sure. <laughs> I I think if if the Astros get up to three one, win game three and four, it's basically over. Because I, but I mean, like baseball's crazy. But I think if the Astros can jump out, because if if they win game three, they're not pitching Verlander game four, but they will pitch him game five. And Verlander at home with a a serious clinching game is scary. Yeah, that Houston offense can be scary, especially at home. But uh, I would never count out the Dodgers because they were in it all the way to the end last night. Um, they still have Clayton Kershaw who's going to pitch another game, maybe even two. And, uh, yeah, last night uh, they tried to make another comeback in the 11th inning with that Yasiel Puig home run. And uh, he did his – he is so much fun to watch. Everything he does is just over the top. I'm sure Cubs fans aren't too fond of him right now because of all of his bat-flipping antics in that series. Wasn't, wasn't but, the... Uh, I, I thought it was fun. Wasn't the 11-inning home run that Culberson kid, the one that came out of nowhere? Was it? I thought so. Because it was, it was supposed yeah, to no, be... Yeah, no, 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 it was. Puig was in the 10th. Sorry, yeah. yes. Puig was in the 10th, and Culberson's was the one in the 11th to make it close. That's what I meant. So Puig's homer saved... You know, gave them life again, or almost gave them life. And then Culberson's, which what I'm saying is role players stepping up, Culberson's just kept their hopes alive for a little bit longer. Yeah, they, I mean, both, these are these are just the two best baseball teams and in the best baseball series, in the best sport, in the best time for sports. Go sports. <laughs> sports rule. This, this is one of the few years where the two best teams in baseball are playing in the World Series. It usually doesn't work out like that, but uh, these teams were the best all year long, really, and um, I'm glad we get to see them. Yeah. Other baseball news, uh, Joe Girardi is out as the manager of the Yankees. You see that today? Yeah, that that was that's pretty much breaking news. That was shocking to me. I mean, just after a surprising season where they weren't supposed to do this well, he got some heat for some uh, decisions he made in the playoffs, uh, not challenging some calls. But uh, that seemed that really caught me off guard. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who they can really go after now because I feel like with the team, if if they if they made this move like a year or two ago, it would it would have made sense. But now that the team is actually like ready to win, who are you gonna go get? Exactly. I I mean, they're the I mean the Dodger, or I mean the Red Sox. Sorry, the rivals also looking for a head coach. Or wait, did they just sign somebody? What? Either way, there's a lot of head coach. You know, I'm sure the Yankees are one of the most desirable uh, head coaching gigs. But there are you know there, there's not a lot of head coaches out there. And there's a lot of teams looking for head coaches. So they're gonna probably, I'm guessing, find someone young that uh, they think can grow with the team. Because they do have a young core, so it's a weird move. But I guess they who knows? Baseball managers usually get longer tenures than most, but 
you know. Ten years for Girardi. That's that's pretty long for a Yankees manager. That is, yeah. Without, yeah, without a World Series win recently, so I don't know. They have high expectations in New York, clearly, because <laughs> I'd be very happy to have Joe Girardi managing the White Sox. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, thank you for giving it for free. That was really nice of you. Yeah, for our fans. Um, you, while we were gone, you want to recap what happened with the Cubs series? Cubs lost in five. (laughs) Yes, they did. Um, and that's, and that's your recap. (laughs) It was, it it was, uh, just not, no hitting involved in the entire series, entire playoffs really for the Cubs. Um, the only, one of your, uh, worst hitters in all the playoffs was actually one of the only guys to show up in the playoffs, which is Javier Baez who won a game by himself with those home runs. So it was just, you know, no Chris Bryant in any of the big moments, no Anthony Rizzo in any of the big moments. It just, you guys need hitting. And uh, it didn't show up in when it needed it, when they needed it the most. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if either Rizzo or Bryant had like an off season, like cleanup surgery somewhere, like a shoulder or knee surgery, like, like nothing huge, but like just so the Cubs can say that, that, (laughs) <laughs> they were, that they were both playing hurt. Like, that's just yeah, a classic. That, that would be a great excuse. That would make more sense than what happened. Because I was, I was shocked Yeah, I would how little runs they were scoring. So If I'm, if I'm running the PR and um, I have free reign of, like, of like what I can say, I'll say Chris Bryant is having a little, a little t- um, touch-up on his foot or something like that. It doesn't have to be oh, real. Oh, absolutely. Just like, yeah. He, he's getting a colonoscopy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's got the old colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, he had his shit clogged up. Um, so that does put uh, the Cubs' future. Their window is obviously still open, but they need to keep it open because they are losing big name or likely losing Jake Arrieta. John Lester's not getting any younger, um, and also have a lot of money to spend because they are the Cubs. So, what are you thinking for the Cubs' future? What What would you do? I would honestly. I, I don't even know. I saw a rumor. That the Cubs are trying to go after Andrew Benintendi from the Red Sox. And, yeah, and, I saw that too, and, and I thought it was super weird. And they were willing to throw in weird. Schwarber and Ian Happ for yeah, the, that, that's super weird because you're trading two, three young guys, two two young guys from the Cubs and one young guy. You know, all could be studs. It just seems. Give it to me. I give don't me. Know. Give me Benintendi. Oh my God, I would poop my pants. He's a great defender. <laughs> Who actually hits his biceps are the, are the size of my torso. I love that oh, guy. He, he, I think he kills righties and he struggles versus lefties like That's pretty fine. heavily. That's fine. Oh yeah, he's obviously he hits he hits bombs and he's a great defender. You put him in the outfield. Um, you put Hayward in the outfield and um, Almora progresses as a hitter and then all of a sudden you have a like like back to the outfield two years ago where it was like one of the best defensive um, outfields in baseball. Yeah, that could have been something you guys were missing too. With, uh, I mean, Schwarber was getting benched out there. He was looking a little rough in the playoffs in the outfield. That's for sure. Yeah, I still love Schwarber. If if somehow the DH comes to the NL in, in the next year or two, he's perfect. But it, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, it's and the Cubs also have a ton of money, so they'll be looking at all free agents. I know JD Martinez is a free agent. Some people have talked about. Uh, there's not a lot of pitching free agents, being honest. Um, so 
We'll see. The Jake Arietta saga will begin shortly, I'm sure. I mean, what's um, great about the Arietta uh, saga, air quotes, is that it hasn't even it hasn't even started. Is yet. that the Quintana trade basically like like nullified it? So Arietta is now our three or four pitcher, and it, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to lose your three or four pitcher, no matter how good or bad he is. No, but that does make your number two pitcher Jose Quintana or or Kyle Hendricks, you know. And are those the kind of guys that you want to throw out versus the Dodgers? Yes. Uh, uh, when they're going with you know Kershaw, Rich Hill, you Darvish, you know, it's I'm fine with that. Honestly. I think the Cubs will definitely going to make a move for a pitcher. Is my prediction is they'll definitely bring in somebody. Oh yeah, we will. But like. But I'm I'm not plus Lackey's gone. I'm not freaking out over having Hen, uh, Hendricks as your three and Q as your two. That's that's really that's still really good. If no, it's, if it's the really Cubs good, had, had but... any hitting, then we would have taken game two from the Dodgers, and the whole series is different. Cubs losing I, I, in six. No, is no much I agree. The Cubs, Cubs have uh, Cubs have really solid pitching, but uh, last last year they had the best pitching staff, and you know one of the best. Pitching stats in the league when it was Lester, Arietta, Hendricks, you know. Yeah, but Hendricks was the two that games. Huh? Hendricks was the, was the two that year. Arietta pitched the three. Hendricks got third in the uh, Cy Young voting. So it's it's not like Hendricks is like some schlub. He's no, he's, he's not. I don't think he'll ever have that uh, almost damn near winning a Cy Young type season again. I think he'll be right around where he was this year, which was a really good pitcher. I just think the Cubs have so much money. They're not just going to take Arietta's contract and not replace it. They're going to spend it somewhere. Because if they don't, then they're wasting their time. you you got to make moves to win the World Series next year. So, Yeah, I mean, they will. I, I Theo is the best mind in baseball. I, I trust him with literally everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would too. Um, quick White Sox update, because ESPN Stats and Info, Twitter... It, this was before last night's game, so before the Dodgers lost. But the Dodger, it said the Dodgers are seven and one in the postseason. The only other team, or the only team to win a postseason with less than two, or to win a World Series with less than two losses, was the 1998 Yankees. And um, as our fans that are White Sox fans will remember, the White Sox lost a, a total of one game. Hello? Acting. Acting rules. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's go. Yeah, go ahead. All right. And, or, <laughs> I don't know how to start this. <laughs> do, it, do it however the fuck you want. Who cares? All right. So, once again, the White Sox have been forgotten by ESPN and their um, superstar in air quotations, research team. Um, their ESPN Stats and Info Twitter tweeted out before last night's game that the Dodgers were 7-1 and one in this playoffs, um, and the only other team, or the only team ever, to win a World Series with less than two losses, two losses or less, was the 1998 Yankees. And as White Sox fans will know, that in 2005, the White Sox lost one game the entire playoffs. So, this is the second time ESPN has just forgotten that the White Sox won a World Series. 
2005. Uh, the other time was when they were listing Chicago championships versus Cleveland championships, and they had thank God they had the 1985 Bears Super Bowl up there because that was really recent. It was, but they com- completely forgot the White Sox 2005 World Series. So ESPN has gone to shit, and um, we're taking over actually. Live from the 815 is going to take ESPN's spot very yeah. soon. Yeah, they we, are outdated because our our stats and, and info team will kick their ass every day of the week. That's what I'm saying. Our research team would never forget about the White Sox 05 World Series. Not not here. Not this time. Mm-mm. So, in that direct comparison, we are clearly better. Take note, ESPN, Stats and Info, Twitter.com, team. Do it. Yeah. Take note. Get fucked, ESPN. Um, so, that's all I got for baseball. You got anything else? Not really. Uh, that's about it. Um, I think I think you brought it up earlier. Alex Rios is... Or not Alex Rios. Um, <laughs> Alex Cora is going to become the new manager of the Red Sox. Yes, yes. That's Rod Gardenhire cool. is the new manager for the uh, Tigers. My okay. dad, that my dad was very, very mad there. He it, it, <laughs> why? Because he loves Rod Gardenhire. Uh, He's a huge fan. He wanted like... he wanted him to manage the Reds or the White Sox since he left the Twins like eight years ago. However, however that makes sense. Um, yeah, that, I guess that's it. That's all I got. And now the Yankees are out looking for one. So, and Dusty Baker's also fired. The Nationals are also looking for one. So that's a lot of good. O- I mean, I am available. I would quit my job to manage the Nationals or the Yankees. If you're listening, I probably wouldn't. I would get Brian fired Cash. after like a game. Very, very <laughs> yeah, small chance. Get, I, I feel like you get to keep your uniform at least. I so I'm keeping that You're uniform. In it for the uniform. That's true. <laughs> I would just go in there and steal yeah, a whole I mean, bunch of food, knowing I was going to get fired. Absolutely, I would steal like bats from Aaron Judge yeah. if I could carry them. Yeah, there's. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm guessing his, his like Aaron Judge's bat is like a tree, so I doubt I could really carry it. But I'll I'll get some friends <laughs> yeah. to help. Yeah, I'll bring in a truck or something, and I'm I'm just going to steal like Gary Sanchez's, you know, entire catcher's gear. So he's I'll he's be the so worst manager ever. Can't Don't, catch a ball. <laughs> I'm never going to get hired now. Yeah, yeah. After after revealing our plans, I doubt we're going to get hired. Yeah, shit. The Steinbrenners are, are definitely listening. Um, so let's move on to the NFL. Sure. Yeah, let's move on to the NFL, though. We missed two Bears wins on our hiatus. Two. I mean, are you drinking up the Kool-Aid or what? Sure. What's your hope for this Bears team? I don't know. Sure. I mean, we're, we're, we're one drop away in week one from being four and three, which... Is significantly better than I thought we were going to be. Um, our defense is actually pretty damn good, and our offense yeah. barely exists. It's it's actually a statistical anomaly, and it's amazing that the Bears have won. They set the record, I believe, for the least amount of passes thrown in an NFL victory. Actually, last week, or happened, I think they tied the record. It's happened two other times. Um, and so one of them was John Fox, right? All three of them are John Fox. Oh, John Fox, you sneaky bastard. All three. Yeah, no, he's the wizard. He just, he plans these 75 yard tipped pick sixes and dropped triple laterals or (laughs) triple options. He plans those out. 
and he's a genius, only throwing seven times last game, which was amazing. The Bears actually only gained a little over almost 150 yards so in total, besides the 150 return yards by Eddie Jackson himself. Yeah. So that's pretty. That's a fun little stat. It was cool to see Eddie Jackson um, uh, getting some stats. He is the only other D1 player that we drafted, um, D1 FPS <laughs> player, other than Trubisky. So it was cool to actually see him. Yeah, I remember him on draft out. night. He was really good. He played for Alabama, actually, and uh, he was really good, but then he broke his leg, fell in a bunch of draft boards. Bears got him near the top of the fourth round, I think. And, uh, yeah, he's been starting the whole season. Yeah, he, so. he broke his leg one year to the day. Um, of last Sunday's game. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Poetry. Yeah. Uh, Life is a circle. The game before that, they played the Ravens in the most offensive game to my eyes I've ever seen, in where Tariq Cohen threw a touchdown. There was, like, a defensive touchdown, and the Ravens returned a kick in where they got tackled, rolled over, like, three players, and ran it in. It ended up going into overtime. Trubisky threw 16. He went 8 for 16 that game. Yeah. Threw as many touchdowns as Tariq Cohen. And Pat O'Donnell and, uh, the week before. And Pat O'Donnell. Uh, Jordan Howard, though, carried the ball 36 times for 167 yards. The Bears are winning football games like it's 1982. We're so winning. We're winning. That's all that matters. Win, baby, win. Unless you guys don't make the playoffs, and then you'll be like, Oh, those wins were pretty pointless. I, I, I wish mean, I had a better draft. I would rather have <laughs> Trubisky get winning than him just like like getting his ass kicked and being like one in fifteen. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather? I think uh, it would be more valuable to go five and eleven and Trubisky throw twenty times a game than to go seven and nine and Trubisky throw fifteen times a game and not really learn much. I'll, honestly, I'll take seven and nine because he's not five actually. <laughs> Because yeah, we'll see. It's, I just don't, it's not like it's it's basketball I would where like, like one for, top draft pick like changes your whole franchise, you know? Well, a quarterback can. Yeah, but we already have one. You know? So it, like it's all about the quarterback. So develop yeah. developing him is the key. I don't know that John Fox can do that. And if honestly, I if I'm the Bears, I would fire him because I, I know he's winning games, but he's doing it to like it seems like he's doing it in a way to save his own ass. And he's not worried about developing Trubisky. Yeah, well, he's trying I, to make himself look. Trubisky has nobody to throw to, step. so why wouldn't you run the ball with like one of the top five backs in football the last year and a half? I mean, very true. And when your defense is ahead, you just gotta run it. I'm yeah. just, you know, I think that developing Trubisky means more than wins. But speaking of nobody throw to, blockbuster trade by the Chicago Bears. That's right. Going and getting Kendall Wright Jr a.k.a. Dontrell Inman from the San Diego Chargers, or, um, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers, for a seventh-round pick. Yep. I mean... It's a big one. That doesn't hurt your team, that's for sure. No, I mean, <laughs> that just gives us another third or fourth option. Our whole team is... Well, fourth. I mean, he could end up being your second option, but on any other team, all of your options are third or fourth options. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that was my point, Jake. Yeah, so... Oh, good. That was a great point to get uh, Thanks. Jesus, Jake. Our connection sucks. 
But what keeps happening? I mean, I think everything's it's Skype. Because my, because like when when we freeze, I go to my browser and like everything is fine. Yeah, same here. I think it is Skype because they sent me a little thing. A little and survey. Asked how satisfied I was. Yeah, I, I yeah, clicked. I put one star. I clicked every single box on on what was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I clicked all the boxes on video issue. I was just fuck you, you know. God damn. What's that? I had to turn the fan on to cool down. I was dying. <laughs> All right. Well, we're recording again, so fuck this fucking Skype <laughs> pussy shit balls. Skype is garbage. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. fuck. What were we talking about? We're talking about football. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Got a little football. Yeah, Rodgers got hurt. I'm sad. Everyone's sad. Makes the whole uh, league worse. But it opens up the NFC North, I guess. But I, um, I don't even want to fucking do this podcast. No, <laughs> I'm so fucking over this episode. <laughs> I know, it sucks. The stupid Skype interrupts us every 15 minutes to tell us that it hates us. And let's we let's just move on from football. Let's it. talk about Giannis. Let's fucking suck Giannis's dick. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's amazing. I love Giannis. He's uh, leading the MVP race In these already. these games. Oh, my God. He's averaging 36 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, in the first four games, the Bucks are 3-1. and one. So that's great to see. And the Bucks also are still without Jabari Parker. So they're looking good despite that. I want to see the Bucks go get Gordon so bad. Go get Gordon? Yeah. Go get... Um... Fucking what's his name? Ooh. Not not Eric Gordon, the other Gordon, or Bledsoe. Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, <laughs> I, Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. God damn! Fucking Skype got me so to pretzel. <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm, I'm cutting um, all that. Eric fucking Bledsoe going to the Bucks. God. Yeah, I would love to see that. They could definitely use a park, uh, point guard. A scoring I mean, point guard. We got Delhi Brockton, but a scoring point guard. I would love Brockton as a six man you know, running the whole second team and just let Bledsoe uh, run the offense a little bit and take a little pressure off of Giannis. All of, the, um, all of the rumors that I've seen, I've seen names like Brogdon and Thon going over for Bledsoe. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. That's not going to happen. I've seen uh, some Delhi talk, Delhi plus like some first-round picks and – like Rashad Vaughn. If we can get rid of Delhi and, can, and Vaughn, I'm so I'm very okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I would love that. Plus a first-round pick. I don't care. I mean, teams can think that they're going to get Brogdon and Thon for this guy, but look what they got for Carmelo. You know, like Brogdon and Thon is, are more, more valuable than what they traded for Carmelo or for Paul George, honestly. So yeah. they're out of their damn minds there. I think they're getting that for Bledsoe. So I could see it happening, though, because teams, you know, he clearly doesn't want to be there with his cryptic tweets. You see that? Yeah, the hair salon. He's at a hair salon. <laughs> he just really wanted to get out of that hair salon. And didn't their owner come out and say, I just don't buy, I don't buy that? Yeah, he said, um, that's a lie. <laughs> they, like, asked him, like, oh, uh, what do you think? He's like, well, uh, Eric, Eric told us that he was at a, a hair salon. Um, that's a lie. He's not. He was not at a at a hair salon. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, see what's what's happening going forward. Like, just fucking just trade him to Milwaukee. 
rack up the Seriously. rack up the ships. God yeah, damn. I mean the Bucks are currently looking like the second best team in the East with the Celtics losing Gordon Hayward to that disgustingly disgusting injury. I'm sure you saw that. I sure did. His leg was sideways. The first nine minutes of the season. Yeah, I mean, I I still think the Bucks are going to be a three seed. It's going to be um, either Washington, the, either the Cavs or the Wizards are going to be one two in in either order. Yeah, I'm, I, I assume the Cavs are going to be one. Uh, the Wizards, yeah, they're they're strong and they're always going to be around, but. We'll see. Um, Lonzo won the ball wall matchup last night. You see that? Yes. Lakers won. Not OT. statistically, but in game. Yes, they made a comeback. That was that was a good game, and uh, it's amazing that we're all falling into Levar Ball's trap of being interested in a Washington Wizards Lakers game when the Lakers suck and the Wizards. You know that is such a random game, and everybody was hyped about yeah. it because. Some dickhead dad said John Wall was a scrub or whatever. It's a random you know, game in October. He's a genius. Honestly. He's a genius. Yeah, but I can't... I'm so tired of him already. But oh, yeah, I hate I him. I think he's a terrible person. But he just made me very interested to watch the Lakers play the Wizards. Which is not something I would normally be excited for at all. So, he's got something figured out. Uh, fun story. Did you see where the Bucks are playing tonight? Bucks are playing at the Mecca. Yes, back at the Mecca. The, the, the OG Mecca. Hand, yeah, the first hand-painted court in the NBA. It was uh, There's a special, there's a little ESPN 30 for 30, but it's only 15 minutes. It's like a little a mini one. Short, some may say. That you guys could watch, uh, anybody could watch. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's all about the Mecca and how good the Bucks were on the Mecca and how bad they've been at the Bradley Center. So... Uh, I'm happy to get the Bucks out of the Bradley Center after this year. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been... going to be super loud tonight. It's it, it's that that arena is a very tight arena, and the AHL Milwaukee Admirals play there, and those games get loud. And this is going to be a sold out Milwaukee Bucks game. So, yeah, versus the Celtics again, which I love the NBA scheduling how teams always play each other twice in a week. But, uh, yeah, that, that'll that be fun to watch. It's on TNT, actually. So the Bucks getting some primetime action, That's, which yeah, did two of not them. happen. Yeah, they, that has not happened in the last few years because I do not live in Milwaukee, so I have a lot of trouble watching Bucks games. Yeah, they only had so. two primetime games last year, and one was Giannis's buzzer beater. So that actually, that actually yeah, was Yeah, that was huge. awesome. Yeah. And I got to watch that game. Yeah, and I had to get, like, NBA Game Pass. They give it to you for free for a little bit to lure you in. And they take it away from you. And then they offer it for, like, five bucks for the last 25 games. And I just, I was like, yeah, deal. So I got, like, the last 25 bucks games and his two primetime ones. So what a treat. Yeah, he, if if they can get um, Bledsoe without giving up, too much of their core. Give up like DJ Wilson, first rounder last year. Give up a first yeah. round pick next year. Give up uh, give up Vaughn. Who if 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 they'll take him, give it to him. If they're excited, I think Delhi would honestly have to would be part of it. It would give them back a point guard to replace him. We kind of want to get rid of Delhi's contract, and uh, he plays the same position as Bledsoe, so we would not need Delhi anymore. So if if that can be. 
if we can hang on to Giannis, Thon, Parker, and Brogdon, and then bring in Bledsoe, once Parker comes back, we're we're looking pretty pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, I was a uh, starting lineup of Bledsoe, Middleton, Giannis, Barthon, with Monroe and Brogdon on the bench. That's a pretty scary team. Yeah, so um, I guess that that's probably it. Uh, before Skype fucking cancels out again, do you have anything else? Yeah, it's not running too hot. Uh, not really. Uh, how far are you into Game of Thrones now? Are you season four? Middle of season four. Somewhere? Um, Brock, you've recovered. The, Brock I think has the last time two we seasons spoke, in like four days. That's really impressive. <laughs> he, um, last time we spoke, I believe you were distraught over the red wedding so it was are, do you feel better now have you moved on i've moved on it's all good um the how far are you season four i am in season five yeah so i watched middle of season five finally saw bitch ass joffrey go that was something oh how satisfying <laughs> the only i was i was kind of, it was like an empty satisfy because i i, I wanted aria to kill him so bad yeah, give that name off of her list. That yeah. would have been satisfying. But I, I had there were so many people that I would have also loved to watch kill Joffrey. You know, I would have loved to watch like Sansa just strangle his ass because Sansa's got to like start was... becoming a badass, right? Like she's still a Stark and she's got all this misery, and now she's with Littlefinger, who's a pedophile. I hate that dude, and I hate her <laughs> aunt, and I hate, I hate her aunt's kid, whatever that kid's name is, and Sansa's life sucks. Sucks yeah, Sansa's life super sucks. I am honestly, I I am worried that she was just gonna commit suicide because her life sucks so bad. You know, like I could see that happening. So, you know, I'm not I'm not excited about his aunt, her aunt. I'm not excited She's about awful. her being with Littlefinger. Littlefinger, sucks. yeah, her, her aunt, aunt sucks. was the one who was like having her like ten year old kid suck on her nipple yeah and then so, and then the one that i watched last night she was like squeezing sansa because she thought she sansa was fucking little finger who would fuck little finger hate that <laughs> her guy. she's obsessed with little finger God, so hate that guy so yeah I, I don't trust little finger as far as i can fucking throw him you know i i don't i have no idea what he's trying to do right now with sansa but i hate every i think every he's just bit. in love with her because he's, he's a fucking pedophile and like he started this whole oh, thing, he started the whole it's fucking Sansa. thing. I know. Well, I well Joffrey was actually killed by those uh, by Marjorie's rich grandma. Yeah, no, but I'm saying Littlefinger started the whole thing because he told the aunt to kill John Aaron, which which started everything. True. <laughs> this whole Very thing true. is all because pussy ass Littlefinger wanted to get closer because he because he knew. Um, Ned would would be chosen as as the new hand, and then he thought that Cat would be transferred over with Ned, and he wanted to be closer to the Starks. And I hate him. Yeah, he he really does screw everything over to only help himself. Um, where loser. is where you are? What's going on with Tyrion? Uh, Tyrion is he he has a trial coming up. I mean, I know he he doesn't die in the trial, so shit's gonna happen. <laughs> It's it's really exciting. I mean, I still I knew he wasn't gonna die because I've seen like promos of him, you know, forever, yeah. and I just assume he's not gonna die. But it still shocked me what happens with the trial and with everything. It's very exciting. So very nice. Um. So yeah. So that's 
Ar I think Arya's starting to like kill people now and like starting to like practice her swordmanship and she's gonna be such a fucking badass and she has so many people on oh. on her list to kill and she's gonna kill them all. Oh yeah, and uh, where I am is getting she's she is just so badass. Just, I love her. She's getting she's on the rise of badassery. Just expect more and more from her. Hell <laughs> fucking yeah, Arya. Well. Unless she dies, which would just, that would just crush my soul if she got killed. Imagine. I'm, I'm expecting it, honestly. I'm expecting <laughs> to watch her die. Oh my god, just think of, like, the hound just, like, broke her neck. For, like, he had no more monetary value for her. Broke her neck. Oh, I would, I would riot, you know? No one would care about my riot because I'm, like, two years late and everyone rioted two years ago, but I'd be pissed. God damn Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fucking fuck you. I'm just trying to catch up before the new... Or not... Actually, I'm trying not to catch up before the new episodes come out because like I hate waiting. Huh? They're not coming out for like another year. Like I thought now. it was this winter. No way. No way. They, no? They, they like just started filming like a month ago. Fuck. Fuck is right. So, I guess that is the so newest I'm pretty, episode. I'm going to have to wait. And I've heard the last episode is a huge spoiler. Or not spoiler, uh, cliffhanger. Yeah, that's so. what too. Because the show has has passed up the books. So, like, it, what happens in the show is just totally, it's just totally made up. Like, it's it's not based on, <laughs> on, on, on any books. Yeah, it's not based on facts like the other, the first five yeah, seasons. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> well, I guess that is the newest Life in the 815 podcast. Skype sucked all the energy out of me. I hate it so much. <laughs> it, is, it is absolute horseshit. We'll try to get our technical difficulties down next time into the not unbearable range. Fuck. So, all right. we're getting back on the weekly grind, too, of an episode every week. So, no is more it? breaks. We're super focused. Yeah, we don't have a birthday <laughs> coming up anytime soon, so... It's, yeah, that's for another year at least. So, all right. So I'm Colton at Colton St. Vincent at Jake Weaver one um, at backup quarterback underscore blog. Yeah, and yeah, you know the whole deal. I don't fucking care anymore. Fuck Skype. <laughs> yep, rate the podcast and fuck Skype. Fuck Skype. <laughs>